The Wrestling Nerds Radio Network presents... Take a seat and buckle up, folks, because Chad Allen, Zach Romero, and Luna Lynn are here to violate your ear holes with more indie wrestling, pop culture, and pee-pee humor than you could possibly mentally or emotionally prepare for. You're here for reviews, interviews, nonsense, and more nonsense. It's the IndieCast! What's up, sluts? Ew! Somebody call Chris Hansen, because this podcast is fucking seven-year-olds. Oh, I- I, it's seven years old. Seven years old. That's what Jesus. I mean. <laughs> Too spicy. <laughs> the punchline was like a little much. Jesus. I, I disagree. I think that was well, we have but I expected though. That was the part that got me. So yeah. I was like, oh yeah, fucking seven years. And then I was like, oh fucking seven year old. And then I was like, oh Chris Hansen. So then I just Wowie Zowie. Well, that was the last episode. Uh, <laughs> everybody. FBI will shut us down right now. Why don't you take us? <laughs> well, anyways, it's our anniversary Oreo episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're we're seven years deep now. See, ping pong. Good night, everybody. I don't know why you hate me when it's funny. Um, You're feeding into it. So, anywho. uh, It's our anniversary. We've been doing this for a really long time. Yes, and so we decided on our seventh anniversary, let's argue. So, Will we run out of wrestling porn? For the time being, yes. If you know wrestling theme porn that we have not covered, please send it to us. Caveat being, it needs to be professionally produced. Aw. No, it doesn't. I don't want oh, some hacked mean, videos. Oh, I'm sorry. You mean fucking E.T. Stone Cold? Okay, wasn't yes. But that was a professional performer, though. That's different. <laughs> the, the the film quality might have been lacking, but the, the, the acting was there. Okay. Um, but point is, we don't want, like, hacked cell phone footage. We're not interested in that shit. Right. Like, don't send us okay. fucking pages. Yeah. Like, we're good. Please ignore everything Mr. Romero is saying. You can send me any heck cell phone footage you want. Jesus. I am perfectly okay. Right. Okay. Well, anyways. We're spicy. So we're doing uh, we're doing another bracket, um, this time about uh, film franchises. Yeah. Did, who? How did how did this get built? Did you did you build this, Chadley? Well, no. Two. So two things. First off, um, we have a special guest for the anniversary episode. Oh, my, my brother God. Michael is actually in the room with me. Uh, here at IndieCast headquarters, uh, and we'll be kind of helping host the tournament because then the three of us can vote, uh, but then he'll be throwing in his own two cents. So, Michael, welcome to the IndieCast, officially. Greetings, motherfuckers. <laughs> I would also like to say I do not condone any of the previous messages said about seven-year-olds. <laughs> and we'll just go from there. Yeah. But uh, so Michael is in here with me as well. But how did this come across? Actually, um, this, I, I believe, was set up by... Was it it's like Redbox? Something somebody had made this. This is like a Redbox tournament. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, because it's got Redbox's logo on it. I guess they must have put it together. And uh, one of our uh, dozens and dozens sent it to me as a, "Hey, you guys don't have any wrestling to talk about. Maybe you could do this." And I went, "That's a great idea because we don't have any wrestling to talk about. So we should do this." Um, so that that's where it came from. That's. Hashtag not sponsored, but we totally should be. Yeah, exactly, right? Redbox, please sponsor us. Hell, RedTube, right. please sponsor us after the last conversation. So, so, uh, so yeah, that makes a lot more sense because there are some real wild picks here. Yeah. Um, 
Like there are some that are like, oh yeah, that's a good that's a good discussion. And there's someone like, this is what we picked. But right. that's fine. Red box, you cray, cray. That's all right. There's yeah, there's a couple brackets that that like make me physically angry that they put them together like in good. the first round in a bracket. But that's just me. So yeah, no, definitely. So uh, so Michael, you got the floor here. You're the tournament master here. So get us started. Ugh. <laughs> well, yeah, we're just going to go straight for the jugular on this one. Um, in the sci-fi fantasy category, Harry Potter and Star Wars. Oh, you're starting on one of the ones that are like a serious <laughs> fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I went one straight off the bat. So he went right to the Harry Potter Star Wars bracket, which was definitely one that made me physically angry that they put them right, ne- right next to each other. That's why I kind of think. Yeah. We're going to hurt. Some nerds' feelings today. Yes. So I think Luna has to go first. Why, why me? Ladies first. Oh, yeah. you're the devil. Well, and also, you were a huge Harry Potter fan, double tattoos. Yeah. And now you've become a huge Star Wars fan, so. No tattoos. No tattoos yet. I'm working. I'm talking. I'm talking to some people. But because, because nobody makes cute designs for the Empire, so... Yeah, like, I need either a really good Empire or First Order, and they only make really cute, like, girly rebel symbols, and I'm like, fuck that. I like the bad guys. Okay, so, my problem is... Okay, Mm -hmm. okay, okay. Mm -hmm. If we're looking at the franchise as a whole, Mm -hmm. on the whole, I'm gonna have to give it to Harry Potter. Because even though the movies left a lot out of the books... Each of the movies, both watched individually and as a collective, are pretty fucking good across the board. Uh-huh. There are seven, eight, because they split the last eight, one up? Yeah. I don't remember. There are eight solid movies in that <laughs> franchise. There are not eight solid movies in the Star Wars film franchise. Like, the first three were bangers. Technically, the first two were bangers. Some of the new ones are kind of bangers, but the fans are real mad about it, and the prequels were super not bangers. So, like, oh, I don't think you could piece together, like, just by the numbers, there's not that many as strong Star Wars movies as there are for Harry Potter. A lot of bold statements made. Yes. A lot of bold statements yes. made. Uh, Chad, what, what's what's your vote? We got one vote uh, for Harry Potter. Oh, um, this one is difficult for me because, obviously, Star Wars is my childhood. Um, you know, the original movie came out, you know, a little after I was, a little after I was born. One of the first movies I got to go see in a theater was Empire Strikes Back. Um, uh, the, like, like Luna said, the original trilogy is amazing. The most recent ones are not bad. The prequels are two thirds horrible. Um, so um, I, I would say it's probably a seven movie to seven movie. Yes, there are eight movies in the, the Harry Potter series, but there's got to be a weak one. I just can't think of which one it is off the top of my head right now. But Order there's got to be one Phoenix. that's better than the other. Uh, which one? Order of the Phoenix. Order of the Phoenix. Okay, I, I'll go with that one. So uh, tied up seven to seven with each having seven good movies in their in their ranks. Um I feel like like Darth Vader is such an iconic character just unto itself, and these you know the, you know the Skywalkers and 
Han Solo are so ingrained in today's in the, like society that I, I have to give it to Star Wars. Okay, okay, so it comes down to Papa here. Now, here's something that um, I really liked about this particular matchup. This felt like a race against time. Because these are two franchises racing to see who shits the bed harder first. Okay. Because you've got some classics in the beginning. Yeah. The later spinoffs, fucking terrible. Very true, very true. Fantastic Beasts, fuck off. Yeah. Fantastic Beasts 2, why? Yeah. Solo, go to bed. You also have creators... Geniuses who started it off who are actively destroying their own thing. Yeah. Hey, you know what this fucking Star Wars story needs? More fucking robots and fucking Jar Jar Banks. Hey, you know what this fucking magic series needs? Hey, did you know that in the olden days wizards would shit on themselves and then magic it away? Also, here's a stage play now. So, in a race against time to see who can fuck up more I will say that based on just films I would rank them about equal in terms of good and bad however Star Wars I do feel like had more of an influence on movies like how movies were made whereas Harry Potter it was just like you kind of had some ripoffs of like other chosen one boy magic kind of things but in terms of like how movies are made it didn't quite have the same oomph well i think as far as milking a series goes because like otherwise everything was big trilogies you had like the big Lord True. trilogy and everything was like ooh three movie sets and like bing bing boom and this was like you could just make movies forever and it was True. like oh fuck that is a good point they did do the let's split the last book into two so we make extra yeah. money but that's not necessarily on the same level as, like, here's what you can do with miniatures. Like, that, I feel like Star Wars is overall a net positive for movie yeah. influence. Whereas with Harry Potter, it was like, you could probably rip off the idea. You could probably make Helena Bottom Carter this character forever. Okay, okay, yeah. No, because my next argument has nothing to do with the movies. So okay. Yeah, no, you're good. Okay. So okay. I'm going to give it to Star Wars. Michael, which way would you have gone on that one? I think I have a guess, but I'm... See, I'm going with a lot of stuff that Zach said about Star Wars. Like, as a bigger whole, it's just more influential. Like, the fact that it is Star Wars, you could stick that name on, like, a flaming bag of dog shit, and people are going to be like, ooh, it's Star Wars, I need to get that. They don't care. It's Star Wars. That's all they're worried about. That and Harry Potter. Eh, I mean, Star Wars has its flaws, too, but there's parts of Harry Potter where, like, can someone just shoot this motherfucker and call it a day? (laughs) Though my kid has become quite addicted to Harry Potter. Like, Shinamite is definitely uh, finding her wizard robes. Which, uh, the good news so, is, literally. there's enough distance now from when all this shit was coming out that you really have the opportunity that you can cut out the doo-doo and really just present her with the best possible version of Harry Potter. True. Like, Fair. when it was coming out, Actively, you were just like, ah, fingers crossed, this continues to be good. That's what happened to all of us with Fantastic Beasts. We're like, I well, 
it's not really the original text, but it's spinning. We'll see how it goes. And it was like, ah, first one's okay, I guess. Second one, ooh, no, not good. Oh, honey, Cheyenne, don't ever read J.K. Rowling's tweets, ever. That's true. Don't Google, like, other theories about, well, well, don't do that. So you can really kind of, like, cut and paste and be like, here's the absolute prime best version of Harry Potter. Now let's go ride the rides. Am I the only person that kind of likes the Fantastic Beast movies? I must be. I feel the like I am. Was, was fine enough, but the yeah. second one was just a big, big pile of shit. Yeah, that, that's pretty much what I said <laughs> on the subject. Well. I, I like the second. One. I like. I like the character of Newt. Scar- Maybe that's the thing. I like. I like the character of Newt. There's something about Newt Scarmander that I that I like. I like Jar Jar too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I, you love Jar. I have a statue upstairs of Jar Jar that I keep around. So there you go. Uh, no well. taste. All right. What's our next fight? Um, let's go a little lighter on this one, and I'm going to judge all three of you based on your answers. <laughs> but uh, let's go with animated and go to Shrek and Toy Story. Okay. Uh, which again, the beauty here is anybody following the bracket, you better be following the brackets because this is not even Shrek and Toy Story are not even close to where Harry Potter and Star Wars are. So we'll yeah, figure Mike, it out. Mike's just. Mike's jumping around on us. Yeah, we'll get to the finals and we'll explain who's fighting who. But anyway, so Shrek and Toy Story. Uh, Chad, you go first. I I don't feel like... I feel like this is a... What looks like should be a good matchup, but really isn't. Um, Shrek, the first Shrek movie is is really good. And it falls horribly downhill from there, in my opinion. I I think the other ones are, are pretty well flaming bags of crap. Uh, Toy Story, I thought, carried fairly well all the way through, mostly through all four movies. The second one's kind of meh. Um, I love Lotto Bear, so the third one's obviously a big one for me. Uh, and I thought the fourth one was I thought the fourth one was good uh, and a decent ending, so uh, I totally go Toy Story on this. Okay. Luna, what do you think? Um, I say I actually have to agree. Like, the first Shrek movie, a work of art, clearly. Right. Um the second one was dumb, and I haven't watched the ancillary ones because I'm a 30-year-old woman. Why would mm. I? Um, I've seen the first one more than enough, you know, in my right. fair share of lifetime. But as as far as, again, if we're going just by, like, the franchise of all of the movies combined, then, yeah, it's got to be Toy Story. Um, I think it's really interesting that Toy Story, as an animated work, decided that their goal was not to tell, like, a far-off fantasy story. That they just decided, like... In every movie, why don't we just depress everyone just a little bit? Yeah. See everyone just just kind of sad for a minute, just because hey, we can. It's Disney, man. Well, I feel like it's kind of their ul- their ulterior motive is to go like, hey, we're gonna hang our hat on Toy Story is art, mm-hmm. and how do you make art? You make people feel sad. That's how art works. So it's like, oh, Andy's going. We gotta get rid of my toys because that's what growing up is. And you'll have to get a mortgage now. Here in this audience, childhood is dying. Cry. This is art. Jesus. So, yeah, it's Toy Story. It's art. Yeah, and you gave me a right. Chris Hansen reference. This is dark as shit. I didn't say go fuck a kid. It's Toy Story. I said, Basically, it's art. and then kill yourself. That was just well, I mean, That's true. <laughs> You're me. Now slit your wrists. Yes. Michael, Michael said he's not talking about violating the toys in Toy Story, though. So that's true. So, 
Mike, I'm assuming you would have gone Toy Story on that one, right? Uh, Is there even a question? Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Toy Story, like you guys all said, Shrek 1, good. After that, it was a big, burning fucking dumpster fire. Like, Toy Story, I got a kid. I've seen all of them. Third one, my big ass teared up a little bit the incinerator scene. I'm not going to lie. Right. There you go. Uh, there you go. My kid's sitting there like, Daddy, what's wrong? Why are these people crying? I'm sitting there like, nah, son, it's okay. We're good. Yeah. That reminds me, I told I told Cheyenne recently because we were talking about uh, being emotional and having emotions and things like that recently. And I told her, I said, I said, it's okay if you cry. I said, it's okay. Daddy will cry in front of you sometimes too. It's okay if daddy cries. I said, quite honestly, Cheyenne, when you get older, uh, I said, here's what you do. If you got somebody you think you're going to be dating, you sit down and watch and you watch up with them. And if they're not crying by the time that like they get to the end of the opening scene of up, and we all know what the scene we're talking about here. If there's not even just a little tear, you don't want that person there, a sociopath. So you I don't cry. Was, you don't I cry during the was going to be. Hey, sometimes Daddy will cry. Sometimes you'll cry. That's nothing to worry about. If you ever see Piper cry, yeah. because Godzilla butt fucking the devil is coming, and she got a <laughs> glimpse of it. <laughs> you don't cry. You really don't. No emotion at that at that scene with the, like them growing up and growing old and her dying and no. No, everyone's a disaster. But... Oh, okay. <laughs> If they were old and black, yeah, I'd be bawling like a bitch. Right, okay, I mean, all right. So, so the idea of it works. It's just we just need to recolor it. Okay, good to know. So, what what's next on the list there? Okay. So, first round going to keep popping around, but as Mister Romero pointed out, I will reset once we get to the next round, so everyone knows who was up with who. Yeah. So, the next pick here, let's go to Fast and the Furious against the Avengers. Mr. Romero, I will let you take that one to start. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. This is the Avengers. I've never seen a Fast and the Furious film, and their ride at Universal sucks donkey balls. So, Avengers. <laughs> Luna? Yeah, no, absolutely Avengers. I don't know that I've ever seen a Fast and Furious Don't be wrong. Movie. Seeing The Rock be action guy and Jason Statham sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty fuckable. But do not care, and their ride sucks. Uh, I haven't ridden the ride yet, so I can't tell you if it sucks or not. I can tell you all the movies suck, though. Oh, Because uh, uh, I've been forced to sit through them all, uh, and uh, I'll never do that again. Uh, yeah, Avengers wins this all the way. I don't even know why this was. This this shouldn't have even been a bracket. Well, I was going to say, if you want the experience of the ride, just watch the movies and have someone just kind of jostle your chair a little bit and then go, this costs you over $100 to experience this. Oh, don't worry. I watched some like defunct Landy type of show. I forget which one it was on YouTube recently that talked about how horrible that ride was at both at both uh, at both Universal Parks. Like yeah. it's like it's in California, so they brought it to to, to Tampa or to, to Orlando, and it sucks just as much here. So it's like, yeah, no good. Yeah, yeah, the ride does it sucks. Uh, let's see. I feel like the Avengers showed the full range of a. Uh, Vin Diesel's acting with Groot. Right, exactly. And the fact that the action in the Avengers movies are more believable than the Fast and the Furious movies, that's a problem. Right. When superheroes with superpowers are more believable than you driving cars, you should we should question some issues here. So yes. Yeah. So where where would jump into next? That one I'd figure that one would go by quick. Yes. Um let's go to one that may go either way and stay in the action category with John Wick and Indiana Jones. 
Luna, I'm going to uh, say, Luna, you should go first. I think you're next on the rotation here. Okay. Um, well, I have a confession. Okay. I have not seen any of the John Wick movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do love me some Harrison Ford, so I'm going to go with Indiana Jones. I mean, minus Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, but we don't talk about that one. Yeah, it's pretty nuts, Zach. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, whatever. The other ones were good, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with Indy. Um, yeah, um... Yeah, again, back to my argument about Star Wars. Indiana Jones influenced how movies were being made in terms of special effects and things like that. And so, yeah, I'm probably going to give it to Indiana Jones as well. Uh, If John Wick is on, I might stop and and chime in with a little bit of it. Uh, I would never go out and pay for, like, a ticket to go see it if it's on Showtime or something like that. I might log a couple minutes with it. Uh, if uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom is on, and especially the part where uh, the priest is like tearing the guy's living, beating heart out, yes. I stop every single time. This is the uh, the wet towel thing from a few uh, from a few tournaments ago. Uh, I will happily sit there uh, straight out of the shower in my wet towel and watch and watch the entirety of that part of the movie every single time, no question. Indiana Jones. That's the ultimate, so- that's the ultimate litmus test. Is will you sit in a wet towel on the edge of the bed and watch the movie? Hundred percent. So, and Michael, I'm I'm sure you agree with this one. I I doubt quite seriously you're going. To, oh yeah, Indiana Jones. I mean, if I can sit and like you are on TV edited, and I will stop and watch you every single fucking time. That's you know that's a franchise for me right there. So Indiana Jones, like easy. Yeah. The three movies, not we did. Yeah, yeah, we're said, not going to speak. Of we that. don't believe that Crystal Skull thing actually existed. Crystal yeah. Skull is a vodka. That's it. Yeah. So, what's next? For our next matchup, we're going to go back to sci-fi fantasy and hit Lord of the Rings and Jurassic Park. <laughs> Chad, why don't you go first on this? So, um, uh, fuck both these series. Whoa. <laughs> I've fallen asleep in Lord of the Rings every single time I've tried to watch it. Uh, I find them long. I find them boring. I've never found them all that interesting. I do realize people love them. Great. Good for you. I will skip. Uh, we've had many a fights on this uh, on this very show where I've talked about how Jurassic Park 1 doesn't hold up at all. Uh, there are some decent spots, but I, I just don't think it, uh, it, cover, it carries. I think the second one. What was the one you and me, Mike? You and me saw in the theater once, and it was a Jurassic Park three. No, I think we saw the second one when they were on the uh, that was with his, with his daughter. Right. It was painful. It was yes. painfully bad. Yes. It was painfully bad. Now, here's the one thing I can say about Jurassic Park. Um, I did not mind, and I've only seen the first ones. I think there's been more than one now. The the newer ones that they just did with Chris Pratt. Um, uh, I thought those were. I thought those were okay, probably because I like Chris Pratt because I think he's he seems like a guy I want to have a beer with, um, and, and like his his just I mean now mind you he's starting to play the same Star Lord character over and over again, yes. but I, I ultimately enjoy it. Um, I guess if if we could go by the like which one will I stay awake in? It's still probably gonna it's going to be Jurassic Park in that instance um, because I constantly fall asleep during Lord of the Rings, but really fuck him. Now, here's here's my take on it. I've never even seen Lord of the Rings all the way through. I've seen this. I saw, I, correction. I saw the weird cartoon 
rotoscope one. I've seen that. I don't remember why, but in high school, one of my classes had to watch that. I don't know why. Um, Have not seen all the movies to completion. Certainly haven't watched the Hobbit movies. Fuck that. However, looking at the films by the numbers, for as groundbreaking as the effects were in Jurassic Park, those sequels fall off fast. Two, garbage. Three, garbage. Jurassic World, passable. A Jurassic World again. Yeah. Lord of the Rings, as that tight trilogy, for as long and kind of up its own ass as it is, three award-winning, holy shit movies. It's not like, and then a Velociraptor came in and attacked the king. No. Clear, concise, well-made. So I'm actually going to give it to Lord of the Rings, which means the tiebreaker comes down to Luna, Lord of the Rings, or Jurassic Park. Lord of the Rings. What? Yeah, because, well, like you said, first Jurassic Park work of art definitely still holds up. But, like, fuck the sequels. Like... How dumb do you have to be to keep opening up the giant deadly dinosaur? Well, that's the park. thing, is now in 2020, current year argument, uh, Jurassic clearly. Park suddenly a lot more believable of like, oh yeah, we would do that and accept that yeah, and we because be we're dumb. Bored and dumb enough to do it. But um, I was super duper into Lord of the Rings as a kid and um, like both having read the books and seen the movies a thousand fucking times. Um, it was really groundbreaking for what it was. Like, um, Peter Jackson did a phenomenal job. The fact that they, like, filmed all three rapid fire. Like, nobody had done a project that big yet, like, at that point. Um, the casting is amazing. I love everybody who was involved. Um, the effects are fantastic, all things considered. And I love a lot that a lot of it was as practical as they could be. You know, even though it was a pain in the ass for a lot of it, like, they still used they a lot of They made Ian McKellen stand on a box. Yeah, dude, big motherfucker. <laughs> well, hold on, Michael. Which, well, which way would you have gone on that one? Because that one's a, a bit of a tough call. Oh, fucking War of the Rings. So good. From, like what Luna said, like the casting, the cinematography, everything. Jurassic Park. It, they just pissed me off after the first one. Like in the second one, oh, Jeff Goldblum goes from the skeezy, shifty bastard to. Oh, here he is with his adopted, I'm guessing, black daughter who's darker than me. And then, of course, they make her gymnastics gifted and this thing. Really? Get the fuck out of here. You're kicking, <laughs> you're kicking a velociraptor out of a building? Yeah, nah. I know. And then, like, we just like, yeah, let's keep could... opening the park with the big-ass dinosaurs. And then, not just do that, let's create a hybrid one that's going to eat everything. Because, mm-hmm. you know, that makes sense. So, yeah, fuck Jurassic Park, Lord of the Rings, easy. Yeah, I was just going to say, if you could stay in your seat and not be disgusted when that tiny girl does gymnastics and drop kicks a velociraptor out a window and the movie treats it like, ta-da, that's that's an endurance trial. Yes. And that, I think, was the biggest part of the movie where both of us were like, what the fuck? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so what's next? I definitely came came out of that movie very angry. I remember that. Then there's also the movie because uh, what's his nose was in there in front of us. Yes, we had a a, 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 a the 
the boyfriend of an ex girlfriend of mine that I didn't like was definitely there. So <laughs> yeah. he was, yeah, he was fucking dick and was, the so memories from the two of you is fucking phenomenal. <laughs> I couldn't tell you what I had breakfast this morning, and you're like, oh yeah, and fucking Dylan was in the front row. What a piece of shit. Well, because that piece of shit tried to come up and like buddy buddy with us, and we're like, no, neither of us like you. I don't know why you're over here, but it's like, hey, bitch. Thanks. So, what's next? Next, we're gonna finish off animated with. Oh, this is a good one, actually. Uh, How to Train Your Dragon and Despicable Me. Uh, I elect that Michael can have my vote on this because I do not give a shit. Michael, there you go. I'll let you start this one then. How would you like to vote for this? Um, Just because, as I said, I have a uh, young, highly entertaining child. I have seen both of these franchises. The fact that I didn't want to pound my head into a fucking wall watching the Despicable Me movies, that's why it's getting my vote. Like, How to Train Your Dragon ones are just so, like, nauseating and draining that, yeah, just, I I can't even, I can't even bring up enough bile to say how much I dislike that franchise, so I'm just going to leave it at my vote goes to Despicable Me. See, the funny part is my vote's going to go the exact opposite way for the exact same reason, though. Because for the most part, like, the first Despicable Me movie, especially, like, based off of the whole, like, plot line of, you know, Groot's relationship with the girls, is excellent. I think that's a great movie. I think now they're pushing way too hard on the Minion side of it now that I think it's becoming just ridiculous. There's way too much Minion. I thought the, the twin brother angle of one of the other movies was stupid. Um and cliche, and they're going to end up being cliche in the in later movies with it, I'm sure. And then the next movie they did after that was all minions. It's like nothing but minions. It's just too much of the. Uh, I believe the um the guy from Cinema Sins uh calls uh, called them once um uh, uh piss yellow tater tots, and I think that's the closest description of it. Um. Uh, and, but uh, How to Train Your Dragon, I thought, for the most part, as a kind of an action, you know, an, almost an action adventure type of movie for, you know, kind of a Lord of the Ring type of setup for the kids, for a kid's age thing, came out pretty well. I, I'm treating the Minions movie like we did Crystal Skull. <laughs> that you're just forgetting it just so Exactly. And with me, How to Train Your Dragon, I felt like the cartoon was better than the movies. Some of the cartoons is much better. That is really good. So I, I won't disagree with that. So, uh, Luna, I guess you get to break a tie again. So, uh, Well, I haven't seen either one. Um, but I'm going to give it to How to Train Your Dragon just because I fucking hate minions. Okay. <laughs> it's like every fucking mom mom's meme, profile yeah. picture on Facebook and like every fucking butt and fart joke is just all her Peter minions and I hate them. Okay. I hate them so much. The tater top thing is pretty cool. That is, yeah. When he said, well, yeah, when he said that during the, uh, it was, and I think it was during the minions like uh, Cinema Sins, uh, when he called them that, I, I about lost it. I, I had to pause the video, I think, because I was laughing too hard about it, so. Did we go down to the horror section at all? Or are you I leaving that? Nice. Okay. So I'm like, I knew we had a horror section we haven't heard yet. yet so I saved the best for last. Excellent. Well, what, so, so what's next? I guess we're into the horror now. So first matchup in horror is Child's Play and Saw. Zach Romero, I'm interested in your, your take on Child's Play and Saw. So let me start by saying these last two... 
uh, fights here that we're going to be going over were the ones that I was most uh, just puzzled by the Redbox's uh, choices. Like, if you're going to go with franchise horror films, but Amityville Horror, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, the fucking Witchboard, there's a shitload of franchise horror films. And these were the four. But nevertheless, Child's Play or Saw? Here's the ish. Both of them have very strong starts. That first Saw movie, holy shit. Groundbreaking. That first Child's Play movie, holy shit. Pretty damn good. It's got Prince Humperdinck in it as a cop. Brad Dourif, I mean. Brad Dourif shrieking and just running around and he gets shot in the first opening scene. Beautiful. Work of art. That being said, Saw movies kind of trying to recapture the same gimmick. Child's Play falls off the rails. However, Child's Play swings back around and Bride of Chucky, as much as I don't like Seed of Chucky, Bride of Chucky... Seed of Chucky is terrible, but Bride of Chucky at least went wild enough to say, okay, we're having fun with the franchise. The franchise stops taking itself seriously. I can respect that. So I'm going to give it to Child's Play. And I'm guessing I already know what Luna's answer is. Luna, what, what are you picking? Um, basically for very much the same reasons and two very important reasons that are Jennifer Tilly's boo-boos, I'm going to have yeah, to Yeah, I figured it was going to be series. the Jennifer Tilly vote. Because here's the thing. I love Brad Dourif. He's mm-hmm. a phenomenal actor, and he's phenomenal in this. And I fucking love Jennifer Tilly. So even though I think the concept of Chucky is dumb, the extent that they went to to get the impractical effects, how hard they worked on it to make it look not just like a pile of shit, and Brad Dourif and Jennifer Tilly, like, they win. You're in. Like, A+. Plus. Um, I very much enjoy the Saw movies when they first came out, um, but I think it's very hard to keep escalating those. Yes. You know, like, you can only get so much torture porn before it's like, this is just unwatchable, or just completely ridiculous. Um, but yeah, Child's Play. Jennifer okay. Tilly. Uh, so, Chad, it doesn't matter at this point, but what did you think? Uh, Ch- actually, I was going to go Child's Play for actually exactly kind of the reason you said. Um, I, I love the fact that Child's Play turned around and kind of almost went meta on itself. That yeah, very much it, so. It, it started to get its own joke, so uh, I appreciate that. I think I almost appreciate that more than I do the original movie, is them going, nope, we're going to go completely like off the friggin' rails with it. Here we go, and, and ran with it. I think that's that's awesome. And, uh, yeah, Jennifer Tilly never hurts anything. So, sure. Michael, I'm assuming you're going the same reason for about the same reasons, but that's my guess. Oh, yeah, Child's Play. Like when I say Brad Dourif, love him as an actor. I mean, he's even good in that godforsaken Alien Resurrection movie. Yeah. It's a creepy little scientist dude. And then, you know, Jennifer Tilly, I mean, let's be honest, I drink her fucking bath water, but that's neither here nor there. And then, and, and like Zach said, we'll, we'll ignore Seed of Chucky ever happened because that's just, even by my shitty movie standards, it's just awful. But yeah, like Jennifer Tilly is, yeah. By the way, I love how like every, Every movie series that we've discussed so far has at least one movie that we're like, we're just going to pretend that's not there. Um, When you're making them enough, yeah, I think at a certain point you're like, and that just doesn't exist. What's next? 
last round uh, for the first round is also in horror, and we're going to have Scream up against Halloween. Now, are we? Are we are we counting Season of the Witch as part of the Halloween series or I no? Two, I think you have to. Because I mean, we've talked a lot about Season of the Witch on here and how much I absolutely love Halloween Three, Season of the Witch, which has absolutely nothing to do really with the rest of the series. Though that's True. the but that's Tom the thing. is fucking worth it. So um, it's an amazing movie. Yeah, the first Halloween is absolutely spectacular. The um, and then you get varying degrees of like crap in the middle, like yes, like and they and they've done a lot of weird restarts and stuff like that too, like and I, like I didn't think that the um the first one of the um, Rob Zombie ones was all that bad. I enjoyed that one. I thought the new one that they just came out with was, was good. By the way, the funny thing is that somebody did point out fairly recently that this uh, this series has at least three movies that are all just called. Halloween. Um, That's true. And I don't know how you keep pulling that off with like in, in so many different years. But um, I hate to say it, and this is right around the time frame. I think when did Scream come, the original Scream come out? Was that like 94, 95? Yeah, it, I was going to say it should be mid 90s. Like we were in high school when it came out. Yeah. I, I never, I never got the big, the big deal for Scream. Even the first one. I mean, I understand like its place in movie history as it is. I just never, I, I never got the appeal to me. I it just didn't work for me. So, um, of that, Michael Myers is obviously a legendary character. You have to, I think, you have to go Halloween. You know, there's a lot of crap in that series. That's okay. That's fair. Luna, I gotta ask you now: Scream or Halloween? This is really hard because I. Love Scream. I love it. I love everything about it. It's beautiful. Um, There's a lot of hunks, a lot of 90s hunks in that movie. Yes. Matthew Lillard is a national fucking treasure. Um, and that's really hard. But, like, I feel like Halloween has a bigger presence to it. True. Because, again, the first one is an absolute work of art. But... The hard part about looking at a lot of these franchises is like, well, the first one was really great. Right. Like, well, yeah, obviously, but like looking at it as a whole, but I haven't seen all of the Scream sequels because I feel like after a point, like, why would you even bother? But same thing for Halloween. Um, so as much as I do love and appreciate Scream, I just feel like pop culturally and like historically, Halloween has probably had a better run. And like you said, as far as the Rob Zombie sequels, like that the Rob Zombie movie didn't suck, so, like, you know, that's not bad. And some of the sequels weren't bad either, so, like, eh, I guess Halloween. Okay. So it doesn't matter what I say. Yeah, fuck you. But I was actually going to give the vote to an upset to Scream. Because, really? Really did. Because, as Chad pointed out, Halloween has three different fucking origin, like, beginnings, like... Yeah, they keep trying to, like, rewrite its own history. You can't necessarily respect that. But a, a series that just goes, ah, we're starting over, we're starting over. Not cool. Scream, you have your four movies and the TV show. And that's it. There, Although I'm sure the sequels are diminishing returns, at least it stayed on track. 
Okay. So okay. I do respect that. So I think that's it for our first round now. Holy shit. We actually got through an opening bracket in, in a decent amount of time. Yeah, There's, well, we'll see. We'll see how this goes from here. That's true. So, Which, honestly, I would have to go with Halloween because Scream pissed me off with the storyline in the third movie okay. where the villain was her half-brother from when his mom was a hooker in uh, Hollywood and all this bullshit, and he's been masterminding shit since the first movie. I'm like, really? Really? The only no. person in the group who actually saw the sequels yeah, make like, an Jesus. informed decision. Yes. And they are making a fifth one for a uh, screen. I just saw that because I know what's his face. Uh, our cat's coming back. As long as Dick Arquette has the WCW championship when he steps on scene, that's all I care about. That's right. It's going to be all swolled out and shit. Right. right so that's oh, our, uh, the gym. going into the next round, our brackets are as follows. In action, we've got Avengers against Indiana Jones. By fantasy, we got Star Wars against Lord of the Rings. Animated, we got How to Train Your Dragon and Toy Story. In horror, we've got Halloween and Child's Play. So let's start her off with action. Avengers against Indiana Jones. Oof. Oof. Um... Damn. Um, I, I mean, Indiana... Here's the thing. Indiana Jones is an amazing set of three movies. Again, three movies. Um, that, again, I will sit down and watch every single time. The Avengers... I, now, are we just talking the Avenger, the Avenger movies, or are we talking the entire Avenger like series? Because if we're talking the entire series, we're talking ten years of movies from Iron Man to... End game, are we? So I guess are we talking all the the side movies with it, or just the ones that that have the actual name Avengers in it? That's a good question. I guess just the Avengers movies, like just the ones that are Avengers. Yeah, I mean, I guess to even the playing field, I'd say we could go just the main core Avengers movies. Because, like you said, otherwise that's ten years worth of film. Like it was. That's not exactly fair. It's going to blow everybody out of the water. Which I mean, I'm pretty sure it still is, but. I mean, just based off of whew. I mean, I love the Indiana Jones movies, but but Endgame was almost like an emotional experience. But again, it's also based off the fact that it's like 10 years worth of character. I, I can't separate the 10 years of characterization. I have to give it to Avengers just based off of like that breadth of time and the fact that they put that much of a story together to build it up, it, it's it's hard not to, even if we just go with the Avengers, the movies that actually have Avengers in the title, to not to not give them credit for for everything they put into that. It has to be Avengers for me. Okay. Luna, what about you? Well, I'm very much agreed, and for quite the same reasons. Like, I love um, Indy, but Avengers pulled off something that no one has been able to even remotely come close to. Like, between even individual character movies aside, the actual like well, the exception of Age of Ultron, but like the actual Avengers movies are really good. Like, and it ties everything together. And like, there's just so much 
the, you just thought an effort that went into them that like banana sandwich like and I cried like a fucking baby in Endgame so like yeah. you know Avengers well not that my vote counts at this point but fuck you Martin Scorsese the fucking Avengers <laughs> which way Michael which way had you gone on that because that's even with the abomination that is Age of Ultron, I'm going to still say Avengers just because they finally got the movies made that I wanted to see made when I was growing up and they were actually done the way they should have been. Right. Like, you know, we finally, mind you, he didn't come until later, like Spider-Man. We finally got to see right. real Spider-Man as opposed to that horrible 70s abomination that had the twine rope right. webbing and you know, we didn't see like Lou Ferrigno as the Incredible Hulk and that god-awful Captain America from the 80s. So, I, yeah, I'd have to go Avengers. Okay. That is a damn tough one, though. Good God. Uh, here's another fun one, because in the next bracket, we've got Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. Uh, well, I'll let one you. Zach, go ahead. I'm interested to see what you say on this one. That's going to go ahead and be Star Wars. Fucking, you don't be a movie series for 40 years if you don't do at least a couple things right. Luna, what about you? You're the only one who's got, like, real fucking horse in this race. I know. Well, as much as I love Lord of the Rings, like, Star Wars has to take it. Like, for as pop culturally significant or at least like still in nerd culturally significant as Lord of the Rings is, nothing can touch Star Wars. Damn right. Uh, I'm, I'm obviously going to make that a sweep. There's Star Wars is the answer because um, I can at least stay awake through Star Wars. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's Star Wars. Right. It really all needs to be fucking set on. That. Right. So for our next matchup, we've got how to Train Your Dragon and Toy Story. Can, can I just ask, is there, is there even a question on this one? Can we all, <laughs> I don't, I don't think we can we all join hands in Kumbaya over Toy Story on this one? Because I, I, I'm hard-pressed to leave anybody's pick. Don't get me wrong. I like How to Train Your Dragon, but I, if you're putting up against Toy Story, that's like, you know, it's, it's, like, it's like Brock Lesnar fighting, you know, you know, a, an eight-year-old. I just don't know. Josh yes, Josh Matthew. Um, I, I just don't, I, yeah, I, I don't know who's beating Toy Story in that. So, But if I'm wrong, by all means, shout it on out. Nope, you're not wrong. Yeah, I didn't think so. Well, that was easy. The next one I don't think is as easy, though, if I remember. Yes, the last matchup this round is... Halloween and Child's Play. Chad, I want to hear your thoughts on this. I want to hear your sales pitch. I'm having a fight on this one, too, because, once again, I love the fact how well Child's Play went, like, started out really well and then kind of went meta. I respect that. But it that's going up against, again, even with some really crappy movies, the horror movie icon that is Michael Myers. Like, legitimately, when people talk about horror movie slasher bad guys, 
it's usually Jason, Freddie, Michael Myers. Uh, like he comes in third every time, and then like Leatherface, and then probably Chucky would would fall in somewhere in line after that. So it, it's hard not to recognize the, you know, the what what that movie series has brought. Um, I have to go Halloween. I, I mean, I love Child's Play, but I have to go Halloween on this one. Okay. By the way, did anybody see the, the new one with with Mark Hamill doing the voice? Did anybody actually get to see that one at all? I saw the child because I wasn't terribly impressed. Huh. Wasn't he supposed to be some kind of like robot that went batshit crazy or something? Yeah, it was supposed to be like a kind of like a dot, you know, Lexa. I don't want to say your name too much because it wakes her up um, type of thing that goes crazy. So, I don't know. Never saw it. But Luna, your vote Halloween or Child's Play? I don't know. This is hard. I mean, I agree with what Chad said in terms of, like, if you're talking about, like, your horror movie heavy hitters, like, nobody's going to name Chucky before they name Michael Myers. You know what I mean? Like, so for that sake, I'd probably have to say Halloween, but, like, still love Brad Dourif and Jennifer Tilly. So, once again, my vote doesn't matter, but if I had to give a pitch for it, even beyond the iconography of Michael Myers, how Halloween was made... That is a genre-defying movie. That is what created it. The slasher film, yes, you know, Black Christmas came out before it. Yes, that's fine. But in terms of the, like, slasher is coming to kill the babysitter, Halloween is it. That is the textbook definition of what that is. It created the genre. Child's Play is fun, did not create the genre. So I give it to Halloween. I go with Zach for that same reason. It's like, like everybody knows Halloween. Like that's Michael Myers. That's the guy. Whereas with me, it's like those movies are so bad, but they're so like ingrained in horror to me. I can sit and watch them like any time of the year just because I enjoy the movies. Right. Which, by the way, another big thing on this one here um, uh, that I can point out that a lot of these movies that we have here for the series have that um, that telltale music that fits for all of them. Star Wars has the, you know, has the like the Imperial March and the, it, you know the big fanfare for the opening theme. Um, you know, Toy Story has all the the uh, you like you've got a friend in me. Um, you know, Lord of the Rings had its score, but Halloween the music from Halloween that very simple like, you know, piano type setup to start it sets such a tone that you can play that theme for anybody and they know exactly what it is within like three notes. So. Yeah. So now we are on to the semifinals. First Which get really weird. Yes. First matchup, Avengers and Star Wars. Oh, Jesus. Which I feel like should be a final, by the way. How that How that's becoming a semi, I don't know, but. Zach, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna make you start this one. You this way you're which, um, here's the thing. I feel like Avengers looks at Star Wars as the potential ghost of Christmas future. Of like, if you don't change your ways, 
this could be your future. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, Avengers, the whole Marvel movie thing is such a machine now that I feel like they have to hold, they have to figure out some form of restraint or otherwise they're going to become the next Star Wars in terms of there's cranking out films that don't even give a shit what they are anymore. That being said, because Avengers are still younger, have not shit the bed quite so much. So if it's if we're going off the like, what am I going to sit on the bed in a wet towel and watch? I would watch an Avengers movie mm-hmm. over Star Wars because the odds are not in your favor there. There is a lot of good and a lot of bad in Star Wars. There's not as much good and bad in Avengers. It's mostly just good. So I give it to Avengers. You apparently have never seen Thor Dark World. I did. I saw that in theater. It's not great. Neither is Iron Man 3. But I was going to say, well, to be fair, with, to be to fair, fair yeah. of over 10 years of movies, your only real shitbags are Dark World, the third Iron Man, and Age of Ultron. Like, so out of 10 Which years... Which even Age of Ultron films, isn't like no, it wasn't outrageously bad. Bag. It's just very much a... Hey, we're waiting for the next movie. Exactly. Like, just compared to everybody else that was, like, you know, top-tier bangers. Like, those are really the three that everybody talks about is, like, oh, they weren't great. But, like, it just, you, there's so much more good than there was bad. So what's your vote? Avengers. Avengers? Yeah. Wow. Because, again, I love, I, I love my Star Wars, but... It just even just by the numbers, there's more good in Avengers than bad, and I feel like Star Wars it's really, really hit or miss. Because if you go, oh hey, Star Wars is on, and it's like cool. Which one though? Exactly. If you're talking like prequel trilogy, I'm not gonna sit. Like, I'm gonna change the channel after I get out of the shower. Are you kidding? Like fuck that. I'm not gonna sit and watch that. But like, you know. Uh. If it's an Avengers movie, whether we're going just Avengers or individual characters, either way, I'll probably sit and watch it. All right. Fair enough. So, Chad, in a world where this would have been a record-breaking, tie-breaking, history-making decision, what would you have done? Uh, It's tough, but I I think um, without Star Wars, there is no Avengers. So I would would probably have given the nod to Star Wars, but it would have been a fight. Michael, what, have, what would you, where would you have gone on that one? Absolutely love the Star Wars, but the last three movies I thought have just been overproduced shit, and thought even the prequels were better than they are. And I don't necessarily think the prequels are that great. Speaking of which, if you ever want to do a great drinking game, watch Attack of the Clones and take a shot every time he says "master," because <laughs> you'll be fucked up an hour into the movie. But yeah, I just, like I said, we just have to say Avengers, just because. The quality of the movies as a whole is better than this with the Star Wars movies, mm-hmm. especially with the most recent ones. Okay, excellent. So, which takes us to our next semifinal, which is Toy Story and Halloween. <laughs> That's a double feature, baby. What a combo! I, I am almost bad. I'm almost mad that Child's Play didn't do it, just so it was Toys versus Toys, but. Alas, um, well, I, I, I mean, I, I feel like once again, there, we've said it before, you know, like you said, uh, um, Halloween, if it wasn't for Halloween, the slasher 
genre. Well, the slasher genre probably may have still happened, but that's like the one that set the stage for it. But there's a lot of shit in between some really good movies in there. Whereas Toy Story, for the most part, Toy Story 2 is kind of weak, but still not a not a horrendous movie. Um, I mean, I know Toy Story has a lot less movies to deal with, but there's, um, you know, a lot better chance where if one of them goes really, really pear shaped that we're we're out of it. I think Toy I think I'd have to give it to Toy Story. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Luna, well, no, what about you? Um, I can confidently say that I've seen more Toy Story movies than I have Halloween movies. Um. And similar to the argument, my argument for Avengers is like there's there's definitely more good than bad. Um, I'd probably have to go Toy Story also. Um, I would say basically based off just kind of building off of Chad's argument, the Toy Story sequels are all consistent. They're not all absolute A plus winners like the original, but they are all strong contenders. Mm -hmm. I think except for two, but even that one is not like. Exactly. Turn the channel off. It's like, eh. yeah. Halloween, super hit or miss. It's like one, unbelievable. Two, eh, okay. Three, super unexpected if you're not like coming into this knowing what's up. Four, poop. Five, poop. Six, poop. Rob Zombie, uh, okay, all right. You're doing something different. Rob Zombie, two, poop. Like, that's a lot of poop. So I'm giving it to Toy Story as well, which if I'm not mistaken, the perfect showcase of what a nightmare hellscape 2020 is, despite the fact that we picked movies, uh, Redbox picked movies from all kinds of genres, it comes down to Disney versus Disney <laughs> because of fucking course it does. Well, no, I'm interested. Let me count. How many Disney movies did we have in here? It's, okay, so Star Wars is now Disney. Avengers is obviously all Disney. Toy Story is all Disney. Indiana Jones is Disney. Uh, isn't Shrek Disney Pixel? Shrek is... No, Shrek was DreamWorks. Um, Train Your Dragon and Despicable Me are both uh, Universal. Yeah. And then so I don't I guess, think he owns any of the other ones. So what? Four? So a quarter of the movies in here? Yeah. They're all Disney flicks, as far as I can remember. That's ridiculous. All hail, all hail Lord Mouse. What can we yeah. say? That brings us down to our final round. We've got the Avengers up against Toy Story. Wonder who's going to win that one. Right. I mean, Disney does. We're at the tune of billions and billions of dollars. Um, I mean, uh, uh, once again, I guess I have to ask: Do we all have to? Do we all just join hands and give it to Avengers? I feel like yeah, Toy yeah. Story's in that. As soon as that was on the bracket, I was kind of like, I'm pretty sure Avengers is just going to sweep this shit. Yeah. It's it's hard not to have it sweep. It, you know, it's like you said because because of just how many movies and how much they they had to like keep keep in line and keep you know you know all these different thematic you know elements to come together into one like final act and have it get pulled off 
the way they did. I, I, can it be anybody? I don't think it can be anybody but Avengers. So, yeah, absolutely. And like even just the for hindsight, I guess, or forethought. I don't foresight. know. Foreskin. Um, foreskin. There you go. Yeah, like he has Easter eggs, and there's the after credits trailers, which nobody really like put that much effort into until Marvel came along. That's like, true. There was a lot of real effort and planning and not like, oh, they got lucky. Like, no, there's this was very, very intentional and very intentionally well done. Huh? That's my... So holy shit. Diatribe. This was an interesting uh, uh, bracket. This was an interesting argument. I like this. So, uh, I think, while we're at it, top three Marvel movies. Top three Marvel movies? Yes. Um, oh, uh, uh, Michael Christian derailing the episode on us right now. Um, favorite three Avengers movies from all the movies. Favorite three movies. From, so from all ten years worth of movies, it's the top three of all of them. Um, no particular order. Just your three favorite. Uh, Endgame. You know, the more I... The more I watch it, I hated it the first time I watched it, but the more I watch it, the more I love it. Ragnarok. Um, Thor Ragnarok has become a, a big-time favorite of mine. And um, I, I, I'm going to go a 1A, like a 1A, 1B on, on the final one because the first Iron Man, but um, Winter Soldier is really good, too. So I, I guess I'll do a top four. Those are my those are probably my top four uh, Marvel movies. Zach, what's your what are your uh, what's your top three ish Marvel movies? And we're going with just the current cinematic universe, right? Like I can't pick Blade. Uh, no, yeah, stick with the, with the MCU. Okay, I just, so called, obviously, I just got Blade, called a fucker. Blade three would be everybody's answer because Blade three is just one. Right. Um, I would go with Ragnarok. I would go with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. And probably, yeah, I think I got to give it to Endgame. Although, wait a minute, no. I would give it to Infinity War. Okay. That's the one before Endgame, right? Yeah. Yeah, I would give it to Infinity War. Why Infinity War before Endgame? Okay. Luna? Um, I've been trying so hard to think about this as quickly as humanly possible. Um, well, I'm also going to have four, because I've got two that are kind of tied in the same spot. Um, but for me, it is Civil War and Winter Soldier, because I live for Cap and Bucky. Um, if Civil War is really good, but Winter Soldier is really good. Like, just both of those are good. Like, mm, those can definitely fill the same spot. Um I would also say Ragnarok because I fucking love Taika Waititi and that was just so good. Um, and we got a lot of good, like, Hulky Thor moments since Hulk didn't, this iteration of Hulk didn't get his own movie. Right. Like, I feel like Ragnarok kind of made up for that of like, hey, we can let him do some cool shit though. Um, and God, is a good third. Um, I'll say, I'd say maybe even the first Avengers movie. Okay. Just, like, the initial start of bringing everybody together and, like, very triumphant kind of, like, feel-goodness. Like, I liked that. Um, although, obviously, they were all good, but, like... I mean, the first one's just a good place to start. 
Yeah. So yeah, that's my, uh, those are my votes. Excellent. I think everybody will, will always remember kind of the moment that they saw that, you know, the original six Avengers in the middle of like busted up New York City with that one shot where the camera is like going around all of them to show them like preparing for battle. And can that, I tell you that's exactly the scene that I was thinking of? Because like yeah. in my head that flashed through and I was like, yeah, that was a real feel good moment of like, holy shit, this is real and it's happening. Right. Yeah, that scene right there goes right up there with the um, the portals opening. That that and the portals opening all the way up to Cap's Avengers Assemble is mwah, those are yeah, beautiful. I'm crying, sobbing in the theater, and I'm a grown ass woman. I'm like, don't care, don't care. I'm doing it. I love the fact that um, Avengers Endgame had hit a year not that long ago, right? It was a year, it's been a year anniversary, and the, um, a lot of people were starting to put up on YouTube, I guess. Uh, the recordings of people like in the theaters when that that scene happened um, on opening night, and then the, the just absolute like pop that happens in a in a theater. You know, like everybody's supposed to be being like quiet and watching the movie, but nobody could help themselves. They had to, when the portals open in the on your right, and the and everybody starts walking out, and the place just exploding is exactly what. Quite honestly. Not only what every movie should be looking for, but every form of entertainment should be looking for. The way to get, to find that moment to get everybody so involved that they have to vocally say something, even in a spot where they, they shouldn't be, because it's, you know, we're supposed to be in a movie theater. But No, and that's low-key one of my favorite things about seeing movies like, big movies like that on opening night especially, is because everybody's just so into being there and into those moments. Like, I love that. I love when a crowd will cheer in a movie, like... When it's appropriate, you know what I mean? If it's one asshole screaming, then shut the fuck up. But, like, when everybody's in on it like that, I love it. Yeah. Michael, what are your three? Three-ish. Yeah, three-ish. Um, Winter Soldier. Yeah. Infinity War. But over Endgame, because of that, the end of that, that you just don't see coming, like, oh, shit. Like, right. I mean, I've read the comic book, but I still was just like, damn, they actually pulled that shit off. They actually did it. Um, Black Panther. And also, since it is Black Panther is good. You're since, right. Also, since it is technically part of the MCU and actually preferred his version of the Hulk better, I liked Ed Norton's Hulk movie. Really? Wow. I thought it was good. I don't know if I would put it in the top three though. But that's yeah. obviously because I, I thought his version of the Hulk is actually better than Mark Ruffalo's version of the Hulk. Okay. From the from the whole storyline aspect of it to the actual like uh, like visuals of the character because i like in ragnarok i don't know what they were doing like they went and got him like plastic surgery or some shit but i was like okay this looks but yeah i, but I actually like that version of the hulk better than ruffles okay yeah black panther though i mean yeah, yeah black seeing little white kids running around with a black panther mask on like come on it's yeah. like black panther and, and zach had mentioned guardians of the galaxy is another one like oh damn that was a good one too so there's a lot of really good movies in that in that ten years though. So, like I said, not not a lot of shit to to eliminate. But like I said, you and you can pretty quickly identify them. Like you said, Iron Man three, Thor: Dark World is just a pile. Um, I didn't think Ultron was that bad. I didn't think Age of Ultron was that bad. But I mean, that should make Doctor Strange interesting. No, I don't think it's bad at all. It's just one of those, like, whenever that conversation comes up, like, it's just regarded as, like, one of the 
If it's like if it feels like a filler movie. Right. It's just waiting around for for the third movie kind of thing. It definitely feels better in Iron Man three because honestly, the thing that pissed me off about that movie is the way they completely butt fucked the Mandarin. Well, thankfully, and they 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 fixed they fixed that now, which makes me happy um, because of like. Uh, I guess a little like one of the mini movies that they did. Um, I guess it was after four. I guess it was on the DVD of four. They, I don't know if you've seen this before. It's like a five minute movie where they are interviewing uh, Ben Kingsley's character in prison. And uh, I guess the, um, it's supposed to be like they're filming like a documentary about it or something like that. And the person who's filming the documentary has, it's like, well, how do you feel, you know, based off of what the actual Mandarin thinks about your performance? And Ben Kingsley's character is like, what do you mean the actual Mandarin? And they they let loose the idea that there is still an actual Mandarin out there. And um, that he's part of the 10, that he runs the 10 rings. And um, I guess the person that's doing the interview is actually somebody who works for the Mandarin, which is what's going to get set up in the new, um, what is it? Shin Chi. Shang Chi is where the actual, the actual Mandarin will be in. So they're, they're trying to correct that. I think even Marvel went, that was a dumb idea, but you know, it was too late by that point. Though Ben Kingsley admittedly high point of that, that third Iron Man movie. It's the only good part of the movie is Ben Kingsley. Who's just amazing. It's like chewing scenery, but so, uh, Zach Romero, this is the time of the episode where one Mr. Brian Cage is officially given permission to call Get Your Shit In. And I know uh, Fully Gimmicked and Punk Pro definitely has some shit to get in. So, yes, you are uh, correct. He has to do it. Uh, so, Punk Pro just released their first episode of the Punk Pro Secret Shows, filmed in absolute secrecy, in an undisclosed location. Uh, three fantastic matches, and it's going to be a, uh, a weekly episodic uh, venture that's going to come out every Thursday uh, at midnight. Uh, so I guess 12.01 on Thursday. Um, and it's got some new faces. It's got some returning members of the Punk Pro roster. Um, it's been getting a pretty good response so far. It's on YouTube. So just search Punk Pro Wrestling on YouTube and you should find it right there. Uh, Punk Pro Secret Shows. And they'll keep going until the cops show up, I guess. So, yeah, that's been a big big uh fantastic undertaking that we've gotten to uh, participate in um and also a uh, quick plug the other podcast that i'm roped into uh frightful failures uh we've been doing a couple of very interesting interviews we interviewed uh famous voice actor uh bob burgeon who's been porky pig for i don't know the last 30 years and uh luke skywalker and everything that mark hamill wasn't doing uh amongst a thousand other- and um Oh, what the hell, the, whatever the squirrel's name is in Emperor's New Groove. He's done a thousand voices, is what I'm trying to say. So we did an interview with him. That was actually pretty good. Frightful Failures. Uh, and now we're working on another weird Halloween Horror Nights project. Which, did everybody know that there was apparently a haunted house at the Halloween Horror Nights in Universal Hollywood that was based on The Undertaker? Like, yeah. WWF Undertaker? How did we not get it here? Well, apparently, apparently it was so bad, it made... Universal Hollywood stopped doing Halloween Horror Nights for 10 years. Oh, my God. So I found that out. Well, that's a thing. Hmm. <laughs> that, that was my reaction was, huh. 
I'd like to I'd like to have gone through that house. I'd be very interested to see what that looked like. Did they have an American badass section? That's that I said that the if the ending wasn't a a character actor dresses the Undertaker threw you out a window like you were getting thrown off the hell in a cell and you land on a crash pad. Like if that wasn't the ending, that was their biggest mistake. See the funny part is I would think that the ending would be uh, a scary actor dressed like Stephanie McMahon being or or a Stone Cold Steve Austin being tied to uh, a large Undertaker cross like symbol and being hung up in the air. But that's just maybe oh, I'm still- just my way of the uh, the corporate ministry era of uh, of WWE. I'm sure uh, some twenty something in a wig and a prosthetic beard whipped around a corner and went, "Where to, Stephanie?" <laughs> Sexually aggressive koala. And Until next time, everybody. Oh, no, that's my brother Michael over here. Oh, yes. Yep, Black Dynamite. Uh, and until next time, everybody, we, uh, we always say, Doosies. Hello. Hope I don't poop today. I'm ready to greet the day, you fucker. <laughs> Every single one of you guys has made a horrible decision. <laughs> it's that dirty ass Meryl Street. Rick Flair said fuck a six pack and he never lost an ounce of pussy. What I am is a big queer stone cold Steve Austin.